Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Getting traded to Minnesota changes nothing. Six foot four guys running four fours. These guys don't grow on trees. And a lot of times I'm willing to bet on, especially, you know, long term on the freak athlete. You don't ever want to overreact to what guys look like in preseason. There's been a ton of preseason all-stars that never make rosters or, or never pan out. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Belly Up Fantasy Live. Of course, as always, joined by 
Chris Dowhauer. Chris, how are you doing? How are the teams this weekend? Well, Adam, had Lamar. Wonderful. Loved it. Yes. <laughs> also had David Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. Didn't love it. Um, that good. hurt. And then lost by 1-1 one, one league, lost the other one by 10. David Montgomery partly the reason. The other part was you might have shared some of these kicker issues that I ran into. I had a, a Matt Prater was my kicker for the first two weeks. So I, you know, had to panic kind of because he had done squat. So I, you know, picked up another kicker from Minnesota, thinking it was going to be a shootout in Detroit game, who proceeded to miss two 50-something air field goals. And, yeah, life's just history. So, yeah, it wasn't wonderful one and one, or I should say two and one, but the, you know, 0 and three in the one league, that was kind of the one that was kind of a killer. So, yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? Well, I am finally outside of the belly up staff, staff league, funnily enough, that one, I'm still riding the struggle bus pretty heavily, but in any of my other redraft leagues, I have uh, finally gotten gotten uh, a little bit back dynasty we're doing pretty pretty well best ball we're kind of in the green as of right now so overall i'm pretty content with how my season's going and as you alluded to that is a uh, big thanks to lamar who i have a crazy share of probably in at least a third of my league so definitely shout out to lamar jackson for that one uh, we got a, a pretty deep show tonight, so let's just jump right into things. I actually saw this tweet um, from the Belly Up Fantasy Live Twitter or Belly Up Fantasy Twitter account right before we got on. Uh, so I wanted to just, you know, as a little opener, uh, get your thoughts here. What do you think is the best remaining team of our two undefeated? It's a little unrelated to fantasy, but I'm just kind of curious, picking your brain here. Um, of the two undefeated, so Miami and Philadelphia, uh, which which team do you think holds on longer? I think it's going to be the Eagles, unfortunately. Um, I live near the Philadelphia area. I'm a, a Philadelphia Eagle hater, loud and proud, also <laughs> a New York Giant. Um, but, yes, the, the Eagles are built um, on both sides of the ball. To me, the line of scrimmage is where you dominate. Offensive line, defensive line, Eagles are stacked at both. They have depth at both. They drafted well. They have, you know, healthy guys across the line, especially offensive line. Um, I think that that's where I see the big difference where Dolphins are already kind of banged up. You had Armstead, you know, kind of limping through last week. Um, you know, he missed the entire season basically for New Orleans last year. Has been kind of plagued by injuries last couple of years. Part of the reason he's in Miami right now. So Miami definitely needs to protect Tua. You saw him got kind of, you know, clobbered. Um, you know, what he got discussion or not, we don't know. But I know he got right. hit a lot. So the offensive line to me was something I saw as a problem while the Eagles continue to kind of dominate the line of scrimmage and Jailhurst kind of just, you know, gets to sit back down there and take his time and throw it about Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, whatever he decides to run it once in a while, he can do that. So, yeah, I'm with the Eagles in this situation. Yeah, I think I would tend to agree as of right now, too. Very good teams and definitely um, – Better nice. coaching staff, Miami by far, though. Yes, agreed. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice to see both of those teams doing well, though. Um, have a lot of likable players between the two. Um, on to some fantasy football stuff, though. Let's get straight into reacting to some of these games from last week. And we can kind of start off uh, with the Carolina Panthers offense just as a whole. DJ Moore underperforming. Christian McCaffrey doing great on the ground, but he's not getting any uh, reception pass work. Uh, Baker Mayfield struggling. What's your synopsis? And we're going to get into the quarterback position kind of as a whole um, a little bit later. 
But what's your kind of synopsis of the Carolina offense um, kind of at a glance, full picture? Like what? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty hopeless situation, I think, right now. Um, I, I We go back to last year, Adam, and we kind of you know, got upset on this show and a couple other shows about Joe Brady being fired and not understanding why. Um, I think you see now the offense had a clue. It had a plan on how to use their, their weapons. Now it just seems to be kind of befuddled. They have no idea even how to use Christian McCaffrey. I, mean, I know he went over 100 yards, but basically it's like, you know, the first two games they forgot they had the guy on the team almost. DJ Moore is you know absolute stud, had been basically the Allen Robinson of the Carolina Panthers where he can kind of, you know no matter what kind of quarterback they threw back there, he can still kind of produce. But they have him you know moving all out so they can get Shy Smith the ball. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on in Carolina. I do know Akawa is a problem at the left tackle position. He's just basically – uh, pressure all day. Baker's been under pressure 45%. I'm sorry, 55% of the time. So just back to throw the ball. So it's, you know, partly not all on Baker, um, but we also know that Baker is terrible under pressure. So the two things aren't, you know, aren't working together. I, I'm worried. Um, I think Matt rule is probably on his way out. I mean, we, we, we have, you know, Bob McAdoo was kind of a retread um, and it just doesn't seem like they have any idea what they're trying to do there. And, I pray to God that they're not going to Sam Darnold spark this because we already saw that shit show last year. So I hope this doesn't <laughs> go back to that. No, agreed there. Yeah, it's really difficult because I would love to say that I'm confident that the players like DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey can rebound. And I do believe Christian McCaffrey can, but for DJ Moore, I think it could really go either way. He is a crazy talented player. And if the offensive line picks up, I believe that Baker's at least decent enough to get him the ball. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, it, it looks difficult as long as the pressure keeps coming that way. And that can be really, um, be really difficult when the line's struggling like that, as I've been well, experiencing this year. <laughs> yeah, well, experience, talking about coaching, you know, the, there's something called screen passes that you know, Christian McCaffrey may be pretty good at catching. I don't know what happened, and we're talking about other games, but between him and like Alvin Kamara, some of these guys that used to catch the ball out of the backfield, that's it's okay again, coaches. I don't know why we can't throw the ball to the backfield, backs especially really good ones. Uh, Baker Mayfield's the mark, you know, shocking me. We, we saw Kareem Hunt on the fantasy radar basically because how often Baker Mayfield checked the ball down. Mm-hmm. And here's Christian McCaffrey, you know, all everything guy. And he, he has like seven catches for the season now, I think, or something yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah, it's just – it's really weird going on in Carolina right now. No, agreed. Uh, we're going to move on to Jacksonville who decimated the Chargers – um, that was an interesting one to watch. And I just kind of want to get your take here on what this was and kind of if this is an aberration where you're not really, you know, taking any of the anything from this game as kind of like a conclusion, like you didn't learn anything from this game. Is this Herbert was, you know, hurt, kind of questionable coming into the game. Chase Daniel was taking a lot of the practice reps all week. Or was is this genuinely um a Jacksonville offense that we can kind of trust going forward this year is at least being uh pretty good look the Chargers are definitely beat up there's no doubt about it you know having Herbert Keenan Allen wasn't out there the offensive line is not working the state they lost Slater um hasn't been blocking well for the running running game Austin Eckler is MIA right now uh orange you guys you know don't take them for its own purposes <laughs> but all those things um you know were really bad but I also want to point out the offense did really well for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I got blasted on my Friday show about picking up a defense for DFS purposes. I think this defense might be for real. Number three DFS de- defense was Jacksonville Jaguars. This Jags defense is causing turnovers. They're getting sacks. Those linebackers are studs. 
Lloyd has been a monster since week one. Yeah, he kind of struggled, got called by the coaching staff. Week two, week three, he's been all pro basically out there. He's dominating. That defense is dictating on top of the offensive line, defensive line, their line, they're winning line of scrimmage. When you do that and you're Jacksonville, it doesn't matter who you are, you look good. The Jaguars play very efficient. Trevor Lawrence didn't do anything over the top, but he uses weapons well. He uses Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. So, yes, I think the Jacksonville team, as long as they continue to play within themselves, is a team they have, you know, I told you about this can be a fantasy opportunity or treasure chest. Last year, Jacksonville was, was held to have offensively. But this year, I think there's all kinds of guys you can kind of pick from week to week because this offense should be pretty good. They got a lot of weapons, and their coaching staff's putting them in place to succeed. And, by the way, it helps when they have a good defense, giving the ball back in position to get more points. So I think we saw as an ass kick of the Chargers, and I think Jacksonville, yeah, they served notice. Um, the Chargers will rebound, I'm sure, but I think Jacksonville is you know, here to stay to a degree. All right, good stuff. And then you kind of referenced this already, um, so we won't spend too much time here. But what's up with Alvin Kamara? Uh, you know, again, you've kind of mentioned this. He mit- missed week two, but week one and week three, the usage really wasn't kind of what you expect either. He's also similar to, similar to McCaffrey, uh, not getting the ball out of the backfield nearly enough. He's like splitting carries. Uh, he is getting the majority of the snaps. He is the true RB1, but it certainly hasn't felt like it in the stat sheet. Uh, so kind of what's your thoughts there? It better be that he has some kind of chest thing that they're worried that he puts his hands over his head, that he's going to aggravate it or something. Because otherwise, Adam, they were down to like their third, fourth receiver in that game, and they still weren't using Alvin Kamara. Um, James Winston needs to check the ball down to Pete and Barber, for God's sake. I don't understand what is going on. I don't know why. Like I said, the, it's the only thing I can come up with is that they're worried about, you know, kind of getting him healthy, and maybe they don't want to kind of trigger it. But we also saw this last year where they had no weapons, and they made Alvin Kamara sit there and be Derrick Henry for some reason. So I'm not really sure what the hell's going on in New Orleans. I hope it gets changed fast because I also love Alvin Kamara. Um, I think it will. I was excited to see the run. He, he had some burst. That was exciting. It's probably the you know, best burst I've seen for a little while out of him. Um, when he's usually healthy, he's usually good. So, I mean, it usually is a matter of time. But this Saints offense in general, I mean, if, if James Winston can't throw the ball down the field because he's got broken back, well, you know, how about checking it down to the guy out of the backfield? I don't know. Yeah, no, agreed there. And now, finally, kind of what we discussed, what we've been waiting for, what is up with the quarterback position as a whole? You have our expected starters like a Tom Brady, for instance, who's just putting up dud after dud after dud every single week, getting in the low teens into the you know, 10, 11, 12 range. Uh, we have Justin Fields, who has not broken 20 passing attempts this year so far, at least 20 completions, I know for sure. Um, what is going on with the quarterback position? Uh, really outside of a few key guys, there hasn't been anything consistent. We know Lamar has been consistent week to week. Mahomes has been pretty good week to week, Josh Allen. But outside of a you know that kind of guy, it's been a crapshoot at the quarterback position. The only guys that have been consistent outside of those have been consistently not good. <laughs> so, Chris, what would be your words of wisdom if you're you're in the not so lucky camp starting one of these other quarterbacks like a Tom Brady, like a Kirk Cousins, like a Derek Carr who is struggling mightily at the moment? Yeah, and Russell Wilson. I mean, go down yeah, the list. Exactly. I think there's a lot of guys that Stafford. people have in their fantasy radars that were thinking like, okay, here we go. Let's let's let let's let Russ cook and all these different guys. Matt Ryan on the Colts. Wait, wait, what he can do now? 
They had all these different guys across the board from the top tier guys all the way down. Joe Burrow, where's Joe Burrow been a top tier guy, you know, up and coming Patrick Mahomes type of guy. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All these quarterbacks are struggling right now, and you have people like Carson Wentz doing well, except for last week. You got Josh Goff, you know, Jared Goff. Um, you got people like Mariota. So what I think, you know, our recommendation has been since the beginning of the season, you and I have been kind of harping on some of our waiver wires. Add some of these quarterbacks. Add some of the guys that you maybe just wrote off just because that they're Geno Smith or just because of Jared Goff. And start looking at the weapons they have in place. Look at the fact their coaches are actually utilizing them. And until it changes, you want to have some options. Now, I'm not saying go, you know, run, drop Tom Brady right away or, you know, throw Russell Wilson off the, your team. But I'm saying, yeah, prepare to have options because it might not be what you thought you were going to get. And you're going to have to start looking around to have some guys who can kind of buy you some time, hopefully, until it, you know, it works out. I think look at some situations like Tampa Bay, for example, it's just a matter of kind of getting weapons back. I think Tom Brady will be just fine. I know people are talking about the line and all, what's going to happen to the line. He's throwing the guys off the street. I mean, Cole Beasley wasn't playing football two, two weeks ago. So, I mean, this is Russell Gage is basically out there with one leg. Um, you look at he's throwing to, I'm not worried about Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, you know, they need weapons to step up, but that takes time. Russ, uh, somebody said what happened to Russ because I don't know what happened since he came back last year. I mean, they, they kept blaming on the finger. He rushed back, oh, his finger, his finger, his finger. Well, it's the same inaccuracy we saw towards the end of the season there in Seattle, and he's been terrible. I, I don't have an answer for that one. Uh, I can tell you, uh, Davis Mills, that advancement didn't happen. No, nope, bye-bye. <laughs> um, but some other guys, you have a chance. Like Trevor Lawrence is kind of stabilizing. Carson Wentz, a guy who's been thrown into the trash, you know, is basically an option now. So I start thinking, you know, we, I, I talked about it off on the shows about what trash aren't we kind of going through right now because usually after week three, we'll be like, oh, crap, we forgot about that guy. Look what he's doing now. And it seems the quarterbacks for the guys that we kind of just brought off a lot of these guys and the ones that kind of hold on to right now, oddly. Um, and then you have the guys who kind of like the stars or just all over the place. You know, you have your elite elites, and I think that's kind of the key to the quarterback position. I think that, you know, you got to identify who those top three guys are going to be. And then you have the rest of the guys who's kind of a crapshoot. You know, Kirk Cousins isn't guaranteed to be Matthew Stafford because he got the offensive coordinator from the Rams. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, a good, good point. Uh, definitely worthwhile to add some of the quarterbacks that we're talking about. Um, you know, give them a look week to week, play your matchups. Um, if you're riding one of the guys like a Tom Brady, like a Russell Wilson, like a Matthew Stafford, who's, you know, having some consistency issues. Uh, I mentioned Justin Fields there. I want to hit kind of like we did for Carolina. What's up with the Bears offense kind of as a whole? You're seeing a similar situation. Obviously, uh, you already mentioned how you lost David Montgomery. So now Khalil Herbert is taking up the throne there. But running back is the only position that's done much of anything. Uh, you know, Cole Komet is one of the big busts as far as uh, sleeper tight ends. Darnell Mooney, wide receivers in general, is a massive bust. Justin Fields, I think people thought, you know, that he would get – I mean, he's not even really using his legs that that much. Uh, people thought that between him advancing as a passer – and running a little bit that there'd be some fantasy upside for him this year and he's passing at a rate that we haven't seen since the merger 
and he's really not running that that much. And prior to this past week, hadn't been efficient running the ball either. Um, so, Chris, as an ex-Bears fan, <laughs> what is your take on the Chicago Bears offense? Is there any hope down the road for any of these guys outside of the running back position? I think maybe Cole Clement down the road. At some point, teams are going to have to you know, play 10 in the box, and you're going to be able to throw it to somebody. But I think what we're seeing is some of the things that we were screaming from the rooftops this offseason. Number one, there's no weapons to throw the ball to. Uh, when you're throwing to Amase, oh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't, it was not Amase Brown, but you throw into the other St. Brown, the guy that basically was a scrap mm-hmm. guy on Queen Bay, a uh, practice squad guy for the last four or five years. Um, a guy, and then you have Pettis, who was out of the league a year. You're just basically throwing trash out there for Justin Fields to kind of throw the ball to. A terrible offensive line. And then let's get to the offensive coordinator and the coaching staff because this is something we also call out this offseason. What got all these Packer guys jobs other than being in the same room as Aaron Rodgers? Because we see it in Denver. They're terrible. We see it in Chicago. It's terrible. We see it in New York. There's no rhyme or reason to these coordinators who suddenly got jobs and now are asked to become, you know, good offensive coordinators or game plans and, all they did was hold a clipboard for Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, guys, this is what you're getting. Luke Gotzi, I like some of his ideas. It's better than Matt Nagy for running the ball. But even that, as you alluded to, Adam, I think that like, I could create a pass that Justin Fields could throw. Um, I don't know if they missed the memo. The Ford pass was legalized, you know, almost 100 years ago. The wing T isn't back, despite what Debo Samuel was doing in the receiver position. So just, you know, Chicago must miss the memo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the passing game is worse than it was last year under Nagy, kind of. You know, the run game certainly better, but the pass game, I didn't think it could take a step back, but it somehow has managed to. Um, so, so hold, on, hold on. It didn't, though. When Andy Dalton played, Chicago could throw the ball. When he did not play, and people, I like Justin Fields, but when he played, especially early on, no, the passing game was non-existent. So it's not really any different than it was last year. But it so. got better at the end of last year. And to your point, with Andy Dalton, there was a passing game. There was something. And you see throughout the rest of the league when they're throwing, you know, bottom of the barrel quarterbacks, you're giving Joe Flacco 40 attempts a game. You're giving Cooper Rush 30 attempts a game. Your starter, quote unquote, franchise guy, you're only letting throw 17 times. I mean, let, even, let me ask you, though, who are those receivers are throwing the ball to, though? Yeah, but at some point that's got to be hurting the development of your quarterback. To oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's killing Justin Fields. That, that part's no doubt. It's. To me, this is where kind of the rumors were that this wasn't the coaches, you know, weren't sold on him as their quarterback per se, and that they, they weren't necessarily investing in him, and, and you see why. I mean, they, they spent nothing in the, in the draft. They did nothing to help the guy this offseason. They had plenty of cap space that could have, you know, pushed the money to the table to get somebody. But they went with Darnell Mooney, and I know everybody loves Darnell Mooney, but the guy had five touchdowns. He's a, he's a, he's a second receiver's fast, but he, we saw when you're not that good and you're number one, well, what happened to Allen Robinson last year? disappeared where's Darnell Mooney same thing happens yep 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 agreed um Adam real quick before we move on a quick quarterback question for you um what do you do with like a you know I talked about Tom Brady and some other situations we do like a a Kyler Murray who's just not running right now and that's these quarterbacks you kind of use like about Justin Fields running like if Kyler's not running what do you kind of do with Kyler Murray um He's an interesting case right now. Uh, this offense has just been so 
bizarre uh, what what uh, Arizona rather is doing. Kind of as you alluded to earlier in the show with Matt Prater, they haven't been kicking field goals. They just haven't been consistently moving. And when they do move, it's super late in the game. Part of it is indeed um, him not running. And I think you have to be a little concerned that it's because of uh, that contract that he just signed that maybe he's just, you know, doesn't want to get hit much. It's about the longevity, making a business decision. Um, I I think that Kyler Murray will more than likely turn it around because he has to, at the very least, if you're his coach, you want him to, because, uh, you will lose your job otherwise, but you know, whether or not Kyler makes that decision is kind of up to him completely. (laughs) I mean, do you disagree? (laughs) No, I mean, I was just curious to see what your take was. I know, you know, people kind of, you know, the cheat code is rushing quarterbacks, and sometimes when those guys, you know, the throw the ball and run the ball, when they don't run the ball, you kind of worry about, you know, Josh Allen's kind of supplementing his in some sense. He's still running the ball as well. But Kyler, I don't know how many yards he has total, but I know the first three games combined in the first half, he has 27 yards rushing. So you mm-hmm. obviously see there's a consensus effort for not him not to run the ball. Um, and that's something that I think does limit him. I, I love the pace in Arizona. I think the offense will click a bit better than it has been. But it is concerning if you spent, you know, high draft capital on a guy you expect to kind of run and isn't isn't doing so. Yeah. I, well, I'll, before we before we hit our break, what I'll finish up on is saying that athletically, like that's not the issue. Uh, you've seen some of the moves he's made, you know, and ends up either uh, running for a short game or throwing the ball or whatever. You've seen that he's still the same, like athlete. Like this isn't a him regressing physically problem. Um, this is a him deciding not to run the ball problem. Again, at least to me, um, that's kind of my synopsis on it. He Does that change your dynasty take real quick, Adam? Um, I mean, it certainly could because that, uh, it, you know, if it's, again, if it's a business decision, uh, then this isn't going to change anytime soon. Uh, if anything, he's going to run less and less of the older he gets. Now, whether or not, you know, that's the case or if it's just, you know, first couple weeks, he needs a good hit or something, I'm not really quite sure. Um, but if, if things continue to go this way, say into, I'm not going to make rash decisions in dynasty for a couple weeks now, but if we're still talking about this come, you know, halfway in the season, then certainly that drastically changes your dynasty outlook for someone like Kyler Murray. Uh, but again, we're going to go ahead and hit, uh, a word from our sponsor, true classic. When we get back, we're going to get into some streaming options at quarterback and defense. See you on the other side. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-to-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their T-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find the perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. 
True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. Welcome back. Uh, thank you to True Classic for the sponsor. Uh, certainly appreciate it. Again, welcome back. We are about to dive into some streaming options at the quarterback and defensive positions. Um, we're going to get straight into it. Looking first at defense, um, we have on my board would be the Steelers versus the Jets. And let me throw some disclaimers out there. Uh, immediately. This is if Minka is able to make it back, first and foremost. Second, I'm kind of targeting this as all expectations out of New York is that Zach Wilson is coming back this week. Now, I do believe in Zach Wilson, but am I willing to, you know, with a veteran defense going against a young quarterback in his first week back coming off of an injury? Yes, that is a decision that I will absolutely go ahead and target. Um, so if Zach Wilson's a starter and Minka Fitzpatrick is playing, then the Steelers are definitely a team that I'm going to check the waiver wire for. They were a team that was, uh, drafted rostered at the beginning of the year in a lot of leagues. However, um, they had a great week one last two weeks. They've been kind of a dud. Uh, so they certainly could have been dropped in your league. Um, just depending on how patient the manager that has the Steelers defense is going to be. Um, Because I believe they've had like a three and a three or a three and a two as far as scoring the last two weeks. So um, definitely keep your eye out for that defense. Uh, Next up, we have the Packers versus the Patriots. As again, we're targeting the quarterback. Um, Axel, Brian Hoyer. Apparently Axel is the first name legally of Brian Hoyer, which is an incredible revelation um, to have come across. Makes me look at him as a completely different human. Um, But nonetheless targeting Brian Hoyer and realistically the Patriots offense hasn't scored a ton um, this year anyways you kind of have that floor built in where you know it's really not going to get past say like 24-ish points um, worst case scenario anyways you're probably just going to see the uh, some runs a lot and if we see anything like the Brian Hoyer um, that we've seen outside of New England the past couple years whenever he's decided to leave then you may as well get a turnover or two in there as well Um, finally we have the Rams versus 49ers. Um, so as far as both Zach Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo go, I do think that both of them long-term are going to be just all right. But we are going to dip our toes um, with the Steelers, you know, again, that first week back. And then with the 49ers, uh, something that we may not have been as, you know, cognizant of, uh, you know, last week, um, you know, I recommended Jimmy Garoppolo as someone to buy. But some, and I do hold on that as far as season long, but in the short term, it, it's easy to forget that he wasn't practicing with the receivers most of this offseason. He was kind of throwing off to the side so that he, you know, when they were trying to trade him. So realistically, it may take him a couple weeks to kind of get to speed, especially with someone like Ayuk. Now, he, Ayuk was getting heavily targeted, and Jimmy Garoppolo, um, still managed to have a pretty bad performance. That's why we're going to kind of target 
the Rams defense here. Uh, you know, hopefully things go pretty well. Otherwise, again, the 49ers offense isn't one that's going to burn you for 30, 40 points and put you in the negatives. It's kind of one where you're a little bit safe, but you still have kind of have a pathway to some upside if Jimmy G plays like he did last week. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Adam. The Packers, when I wish Jerick Alexander was playing, I like, I like the upside a little bit more, but I agree with you. It's definitely a safe floor there. You know, take a lot of points to the Patriots. Good matchup. And then the Rams, you make some great points. And, you know, talk about the Steelers and the Rams. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the U.K. for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Both their matchups against, you know, the Jets and both the 49ers, one of the big things that you didn't allude to, the quarterbacks are, you know, are, are kind of rusty, but their offensive lines are terrible. And they just lost Trent Williams in San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I, I I hate going against a little bit, Adam, but this is where I'm I'm running from Jimmy G as fast as I can for at least six to eight weeks till Trent Williams comes back. I'm just advising I would not touch Jimmy G and whatever defense is playing against the 49ers might be a play. Yeah, no, it definitely would be a few weeks for him, regardless of if it's, you know, six to eight or not. So not going to disagree too hard there. So, Chris, we got your defenses here. What's up? Yeah, so first kicking off the Cowboys defense, basically carrying this team without Des Prescott, even with that Prescott uh, the first game. This team this team's definitely taking his next step. You see the pass rush. You saw Lawrence get sacks. You saw Armstrong get sacks. So it's not just Mika Parsons. They got suddenly look at the turnovers that the defense and kind of cause, but they have a couple. So they have opportunity to get some more this week. A Washington team that was just overwhelmed by the Eagles. Um, this defense and the Cowboys could do some very similar things. I'm sure they're trying to chop at the bit. And Carson looked a little bit gun shy. Looked like he got, you know, a deer in headlights last week. I kind of wonder where his psyche's going to be this week. So the Cowboys are one of those defenses I definitely think you can play. Uh, Steelers, we already talked about that. Um, the Jets. George Fant just went on the IR. They don't have their backup, backup, backup. I think tackle they're playing mm-hmm. right now. Um, their offensive line was already not getting any kind of push for the run game as it was. You put Zach Wilson back there 50 times, 60 times like Joe Flacco was, you're going to get a lot of turnovers. You're going to get a lot of opportunity for sacks. Mika, Pers- Mika, Mika Fitzpatrick or not, I'm playing the Steelers defense. And just a real quick, wouldn't Jets defense isn't a bad play either because this defense, either one of these offenses are going to put up a lot of points in this game probably, and both quarterbacks suck. Um, or I shouldn't say Zach Wilson does, but it's going to have a hard time. And then finally, Dolphins defense. Um, you know, I know that the Bills could have won the game, but Josh Allen got kind of checked pretty good. That Buffalo Vaughn team put a 40 on everybody, only dropped 19 points. This Dolphins defense did have Howard last week, and with Howard, they can play man, and if they can play man, they can blitz you. Javon Holland, the guy who I absolutely loved coming out of Oregon last year, has shined as a guy they can kind of use all over the place. Amika Fitzpatrick has a lot of similar skill set. So the Dolphins' defense, 
opportunistic for this week. I think we can get a, a couple turnovers, some sacks. Dolphins defense is a good play for you as well this week. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, Chris, we are going right back to you, and we're moving on to the quarterback position. We got done earlier in the show kind of burying a Mr. Baker Mayfield. So now, Chris, uh, curious to hear what you have in store here. All right. So I know I just killed Baker, and this is I, I must throw my, my mouth putting this thing in here, but I feel like this is the moment to play Baker because when you doubt him the most – um, when odds are against him, Sam Darnold comes off the, possibly the IR next week. Baker could lose his job, could be ending his career in a sense if he doesn't, or starting his opportunity if he doesn't kind of get this, could be the Josh Rosen treatment from this point on. You play Arizona, whose defense is probably the perfect elixir for any quarterback, maybe not Russell Wilson. But mm-hmm. I think when you look at all the pieces together, DJ Moore matches up well. Christian McCaffrey matches up well. This defense should be able to get some turnovers, and especially if Arizona continues to struggle early on like they have. Carolina has a chance to kind of get it rolling, kind of make it moving. Baker Mayfield might actually be a guy that's going to be serviceable for you. It's it's not this week. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So Baker's my guy this week. (laughs) You got the other two? Yeah, so the other two, we, I've been, you know, beating the drum all these guys was all season long. I think by this time, you know, I talked about maybe adding these guys, Marcus Mariota and Jared Goff. You know, Jared Goff's in an offense that has a lot of weapons, uh, and a, a team that has a fast pace that play has second most plays per uh, estimated plays per a neutral rate. Um, they look to try to get as many plays as possible. You're going to get Jameson Williams back in a couple of weeks, so Jared Goff's the guy you can play right now, um, taking on a, a Washington defense. I'm sorry, that's Washington's defense taking on a team that for Seattle that you know got lit up by Jimmy G off, you know, not practicing all the stuff we talked about, being all rusty. He kind of lit up that defense, no problem. This defense is struggling in general. So I love the matchup for him. And then you talk about Marcus Mariota, played that Seattle team last week, kind of got his feet wet, so run the ball a little bit more. You saw that kind of become more of their staple. I think this offense is starting to find its niche. You saw Pitts be involved. London's an absolute star. Patterson running the ball, and it doesn't hurt. Um, nice matchup this week. <clears throat> Taking on the Cleveland team, his defense is banged up and has just been blowing coverages left and right. I talked about it last week. Washington, you know, was the defense that was really overachieved last year and was kind of expected to do really well. Cleveland's that defense in a lot of ways this year. Yeah, no, agreed with a lot of that. Mariota and Goff are definitely guys who, uh, kind of as we talked about earlier, um, if you've got a Russell Wilson, you've got a Tom Brady, you've got a Kirk Cousins, these could be options for at least a couple of weeks now um, to just kind of have in, you know, keep your team, keep your season afloat until those guys kind of figure out, um, you know, for Tom Brady, get guys healthy, Russell Wilson, figure out the new system, whatnot. Yeah. Not, not Baker Mayfield necessarily, but the other two guys, right. you know, and you talked about some of the other what's going on. You have a guy who's throwing and you have a guy who's running. So the state of very safe floors and possible upside. So that's nice to have on, you know, as a backup quarterback option. Yep. Um, all right. So my picks at quarterback, I am keeping Mariota um, from you as well. Um, so no notes there. Um, we'll start with Gino or with Matt Ryan, actually. We'll start at the top. Um, my my reasoning here is that this is by ESPN's pass rush win rate will be by far the worst pass rush that Matt Ryan will have faced so far as the Indianapolis Colts quarterback. That has been, to me, to my eyes, the biggest issue by far in this offense 
um, outside of when uh, the receivers are all banged up. If there's a healthy Pierce out there, a healthy Pittman out there, I think this offense can produce as far as the skill position players are concerned. But that from Kelly over onto the right, there are massive, massive issues. Um, so anytime that the pass rush is going to be any kind of issue, I'm going to steer clear of Matt Ryan But this week outside of Jeffrey Simmons. I'm not too, too afraid of anyone. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that Matt Ryan, if you are forced into starting a, a uh, off the waiver wire quarterback, he can be, you know, played with relative confidence. Mariota, again, um, you know, has that rushing ceiling kind of that we've talked about. Don't need to go too further there. Geno Smith, um, you know, I think with Detroit, Detroit has been great on offense and their defense has shown flashes. But the fact of the matter is, is that every game that Detroit played so far has given up. And I believe Minnesota uh, last week with 28 points is the lowest um, by the other team against Detroit so far. Um, They've been towards the bottom of the league and points per game allowed. So Geno Smith has an opportunity to at least give you a game. Cut out a little bit there at the end. You did. I, I wasn't sure if I got kicked that time. I'm always confused. I mean, no me. <laughs> no, no, no. That was me, I guess. Uh, but you, you catch everything, or are we? <laughs> well, I lost a little bit. What you're talking about the, towards the Detroit, and I know you're talking about you know, Gino's nice matchup versus Detroit. They've been giving up points a lot. I didn't get to hear your very end. Yeah, I was just saying that I think you could uh, pencil in something similar to what we've seen from him. Uh, weeks one and three with about, you know, two touchdowns, probably 30 passing attempts somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, I doubt the ceiling is crazy high for him, um, but you could vary, you know, 15 to 23-ish points, give or take. Um, it feels really, really reasonable for Geno against, again, a defense that's been giving up like 30-ish points a game. That's a great call, Adam. I actually didn't think about Geno Smith, and it's because Geno Smith, I didn't think about it. But, um, I you know, this guy has been kind of surprising, and the matchup is a great matchup. They play a lot of man. Detroit plays the most man defense you know, of anybody in the league. Uh, DK Metcalf, Ty Lockett, man on oh man. I'll take those chances. Yeah, Gino's got a nice little floor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on to some general transactions, but before we do that, we're going to get a word from our other sponsor, and that is Manscaped. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field, and your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped's state-of-the-art tech, we'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Meet the best valued bundle yet for the Manscaped Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At quarterback, the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, a wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smoothly and scoring nonstop with proprietary advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower limits mistakes and protects the ball. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. At running back, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, built to bust through all the right holes. A hairless nostril just helps it keep a nose for the end zone. 
On the offensive line, we have our unsung heroes, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodor and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, the Trent Williams and Corey Lindsley of Sack Protection, standing strong to keep your boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. Add wide out, the cleanest duo in the league, the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner with their rugged scent. They attract both the ball and all the ladies in the crowd. Plus, these two leave your skin and scalp feeling more hydrated. That means more plays on the field and less water breaks. At tight end, the product makes your end look tight. Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs. A dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling and a cool, steady vibe thanks to their moisture-wicking fabric. On defense, there's only one thing you need. The aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant with refined cologne, quality fragrance. It keeps sweat and locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear so the opponent won't even know what hit them. To top it all off, we throw in the best coach in the league, the Shred Travel Bag, as a free bonus. Built to hold the team together, this travel size bag has a fumble-resistant zipper. This has got to be a Super Bowl-winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. And we are back, and we are back with some transactions uh, that you should go ahead and make um, this upcoming week in your fantasy football leagues. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start us off here, and that is by Gabriel Davis. Um, I I think that people are going to get a little panicky with him missing last week and then this week being a bit of a disappointment. Um, But realistically, I don't know about you, but it looked to me um, that he was being a little bit of a decoy this past week. You know, once there were, uh, you know, some other injuries in this receiver room and they're clearly worried about, you know, st- protecting Stefan Diggs. Uh, but at the end of the day, day Gabe Davis, uh, the injury shouldn't be too severe. I would expect him back to his normal self within a week or two anyways. Um, so him being a decoy, I think to me, is just a time to buy. Uh, at the end of the day, he played this past week the most snaps of any Bills receiver. Um, and even when he was healthy, he was first or second in that category. He was first or second in routes ran. Um, this is a guy that they are clearly treating um, as the wide receiver too, while the slot guys kind of you know split time. So Gabe Davis is someone who I am pretty intrigued by. Uh, kind of moving forward. Justin Jefferson in redraft, of course. In Dynasty, I don't think that price is changing much. But in uh, in redraft, I'm not concerned about the dip that Justin Jefferson's had. It's most of the same pieces on offense. If anything, the offensive play calling has gotten a little bit better. Uh, we saw primetime Kirk for a week, and then we saw a game where Justin Jefferson just didn't get involved, but the Vikings still won. The offense still functioned. Um, so I think people need to relax with Justin Jefferson, but if the person who has Justin Jefferson in your league is getting a little panicky, and I really only included this because I genuinely had, uh, people reach out to me and ask if they should be concerned about Justin Jefferson. Um, so if those feelings are starting to come up, I know that means it is time to buy when it comes to someone like him. 
The other guy that I'm going to go ahead and buy, and it's probably the only guy I'm interested in buying from this offense, is Brandon Ayuk. At the end of the day, with as bad as the offensive line played, as bad as Jimmy G played, uh, Ayuk has had eight targets in back-to-back games. He has been fed the ball, or at least attempted to, to feed him the ball since Jimmy G uh, got the reins back at quarterback. At some point, when you're getting eight, nine, ten targets a game, um, you know you're just going to pop off fantasy wise. That's kind of that amount of targets where uh, I'm going to go ahead and be interested. And since that hasn't happened yet, uh, if you can get Ayuk rather cheap again, especially in redraft. Uh, I think there's some upside, even if the upside doesn't necessarily come until down the road as uh, Jimmy G knocks off the rust and we get Trent Williams back. Uh, I'm looking to waiver Wandale Robinson. And Chris, I want to talk to you here because uh, I know you mentioned uh, Richie James or Rondale Robinson. So kind of take me through what you see with this Giants receiving group. Well, we know Richie James is playing the most snaps um, and has, has played the lowest snaps the last three weeks and can, will probably continue to do so with Sterling Shepard's injury. Uh, Sterling Shepard being injured um, was basically Daniel Jones' the security blanket, the guy he liked to pepper the most with targets. So I think that you're going to see Richie James continue to eat. And Wendell Robinson has a chance to kind of step into that role, or it could be Tony. The problem with Tony just seems to be that he's never healthier than, you know, for a half a game or a quarter or who knows how long. So I think that when it comes down to when Robinson was picked by the staff, um, his second-round pick investment, they have a long-term probably hope for him, so he has the best chance to kind of be featured in his offense outside of Saquon Barkley. I think Wendell Robinson has the most upside. Richie James is, is what he is in a sense. He's just basically going to get you five catches for, you know, 45 yards. But one of Robinson actually break a couple of those, so I think he could be a sneaky guy. But I do have some concerns because you have to kind of manufacture him touches. You know, he wasn't a silly guy. I thought you should take it the second round, and this guy does kind of struggle to get off, you know, press coverage. No, agreed. Uh, I'm going to take the shot on the more explosive guy, the guy with the higher upside. But definitely, I wanted to have that conversation now. And the other conversation I kind of want to have um, was the tight end position. Because it's getting a little interesting right now. And I said that we should waiver wire Tyler Conklin. He's been uh, getting used as much as any other top-tier tight end this year so far. Uh, I think he is averaging currently around eight or nine targets a game. um, Getting heavily featured for the Jets right now. He's kind of been the only consistent uh, pass catcher for the Jets so far this season. As everyone else has kind of uh, taken turns, you know, week to week. Um, but Conklin's been pretty legit so far, and I would have never thought to say that. It feels really weird. I'm not the biggest Tyler Conklin fan of the world, but at the end of the day, uh, three weeks is kind of enough sample size when you're getting that amount of targets that I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, be interested in picking you up. So, yeah, Tyler Conklin's kind of on my list, but I know you had a couple, a couple guys at uh, the tight end position that you were interested in. Um, you know, as the tight end position, a lot of the guys that people liked at sleeper, we talked about Cole Komet earlier. Um, a lot of the quote unquote sleeper guys, uh, that were popular have not hit. So a lot of people are rebounding. Who are those options for you, Chris? Well, first of all, Todd Conklin, you know, CJ is most definitely not the guy right now. And you talk about three weeks, isn't necessarily a huge sample size, but a pretty good up to see that's the occurrence and a good kind of cap in the hat with Zach Wilson coming back. The thing I heard all off season, especially in the, over the camp was Tyler Conklin was his favorite target. The guy he felt more comfortable and the guy he featured the most. So, you know, was Zach Wilson returning actually helps those targets possibly or at least can sustain them. Uh, so great call on that one. Um, the guys that I have on there, are some of the guys that I kind of talked about before, but you know, maybe disappointing last week, 
Logan Thomas is going to kick it off. I know that he didn't do what you hoped he would do versus the Eagles. Uh, nobody did. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Carson Wentz was terrible. They were basically under you know, under siege the entire game. Logan Thomas is still the guy there. He's, he continues to get healthier. Um, he's the guy that Carson Wentz is going to lean on more as they get in the red zone, if they get, get back in the red zone again. Um, Dallas kind of you know has a stronger team outside, but don't have such a great secondary when it comes to safeties. You definitely kind of exploit that. Um, so Logan Thomas is a guy that I have in there. Another guy is Evan Ingram, a guy who hasn't really kind of exploded. Um, has the consistency usage. You're getting four to five catches per game. You haven't really seen it be down the field yet. Eventually, hopefully, it'll be vertical down the field. But I think this is a good matchup for him. Um, when you look at the Eagles matchup, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are going to see a lot of Slay and Bradbury, which is tough for them. Um, and Gardner Johnson is going to be a tough guy whoever's in the slot. So the best match matchup in the sense is going to be Evan Ingram. Has historically had good games versus the Eagles. Um, so Evan Ingram could be a guy that I like in lineups this week. And I'm going back to, you know, Adam's guy two weeks ago. Jawan Johnson continues to lead the New Orleans Saints and snaps out there. Uh, we don't, I don't know what Michael Thomas' status is. We don't understand what Alvin Kamara's usage is. Um, we know that, you know, they're receiving Jarvis Landry's going to be hurt, so they don't have him this week. We definitely had a lot of guys out last week. Jawan Johnson's the guy who, you know, is still standing, running a lot of opportunity to get catches, and a guy playing Minnesota defense who doesn't have Smith yet. Uh, you can exploit that as well. So Jawan Johnson could be a guy you can play in your tight end position this week. All right, all right. I like it. Now, Chris, here's the rest of your uh, week four transactions. Yeah, so I don't have any buy things like Adam does. I definitely agree with all Adam's takes. Um, but the guys that you definitely want to add on your waivers that are available 50% of the time, Khalil Halbert, Herbert still available 50% of those leagues. Look, without Montgomery's hurt or not, you saw Khalil Herbert kind of is going to be utilized. I was hoping that would not be the case, but I think this past Sunday basically ensured that he definitely will be. Um, and great insurance, even if the Montgomery is, you know, is the return. And then on top of it, a guy maybe a flex option. This team that we talked about isn't throwing the ball down the field. They are running the ball consistently and a pretty good matchup where they might be doing it again versus the Giants. Um, next guy is uh, P. Ryan. Look, I hate this talent, but what I did <laughs> see last week was that when Cincinnati played him, uh, Joe Mixon doesn't look like he's healthy. I'm not sure if it's the ankle, what's going on. Um, the carries maybe were you know, cut, carrying up. P. Ryan got eight or nine carries, had 47 yards. Look way more explosive than Joe Mixon, unfortunately. Um, there is talk about Mixon maybe shutting it down for a week or two. P. Ryan's a guy that you definitely could throw in your lineups. He's obviously taken over Charles Evans, or Chris Evans, I should say. He's no longer a threat to kind of steal his position. So Samaji P. Ryan's a guy that I think you could have a great handcuff, and maybe you starting a week or two because uh, Joe Mixon doesn't look so great out there right now. Yeah, no, uh, agreed. Uh, the efficiency for Cincinnati at the running game has been awful, especially with Joe Mixon. Uh, they kind of continued on that trend. Dalvin Cook, you know, there's a lot of talk that like he should be back. He separated his shoulder, something he's dealt with before. Uh, there's He should be wearing a harness. I don't know why he wasn't wearing one in the first place. But um, so supposedly he should be okay. But even if he's not, you saw Madison, you know, there's not a beat missed in that offense when he's out there. We've seen this in the past. And a guy that, you know, when it comes to one of the higher upside handcuffs you can own, Madison's a guy, a great guy to have, and maybe he means we could be playing him depending on what goes with Dalvin Cook. And then finally, the waiver giant receiver, we've talked about that already, you know, whether depending on what you're kind of available to you, which you're looking for upside, if you're in a full, a full point PPR league, I think James is a guy that he's still out there for you. You want to grab because it's going to be worth it. Uh, a lot of other scoring half point or standard scoring, you're probably going to go for Robinson. The upside is Adam alluded to. So about upside, uh, Rondell Moore, a guy that, you know, is going to have a guaranteed opportunity. 
should be back uh, in the week or two. Kingsbury must guarantee that if he's not back this week, he'll be back next week. Um, you saw that the receiving core continues to be banged up. A.G. Green now went down. Um, they have Dorch out there, continues to get his, carry, or his catches, but Rondell Moore has kind of had the opportunity that when he gets back out there, he'll be that slot guy. And I also think that he's got you know, a huge opportunity to be out there even more, A.J. Green being injured. Yeah, no, all, all of these good picks. Um, definitely love uh, this is kind of this opportunity and kind of a reminder I think, to uh, make sure that you have handcuffs, not necessarily your handcuffs, but have handcuffs on your roster, other people's handcuffs, um, you know, guys like Herbert, Perrine, Madison. Uh, for all of these guys, there's kind of question marks about, you know, the guy in front of them making it back or not this upcoming week. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, all of these guys kind of have value, value throughout the season, especially someone like Madison. We've seen Dalvin Cook. He's going to miss a handful of games this year, this year. And when he misses those games, Madison will come in and he will be an RB, you know, one to high end RB two every single week that he is uh, that he's out there. Uh, Khalil Herbert's much of the same if Montgomery misses time. Perrine, you can definitely get some value from when Mixon misses time. So um, all of these guys are great. Definitely, you know, Rondale Moore and all the guys coming off of injury are people to keep your eyes on as well. Um, Well, that does us as far as transactions go. Uh, Chris, do you have our weekly word of wisdom, our weekly takeaway uh, from the previous week, you know, is there anything that kind of jumps to your mind as far as uh, the way you've been seeing that you kind of want to soapbox on a little bit? <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be the last week. I promise I'm going to say this, but try to remain patient. Even myself, I remind myself this. It's only three weeks into the season. Uh, if you go back the last, you know, two, three years, look at the, the first three week scores see how guys were kind of tallied, see the guys sitting on the top of the scoring, guys sitting on the bottom. There's lots of remains to be seen for the season to unfold. But you want to put yourself in a position to succeed. And you kind of talk about that, Adam, right now, about you know buying guys when other people are panicking. If somebody's panicking on a Justin Jefferson or panicking on a Brandon Ayuk or panicking on some of these other guys, now it's time to buy. But it's also time to kind of reflect on some of the upside guys that, you know, that have more of a chance to kind of blow up for you as well. So when you look at like a Alexander Madison, we're looking at a Khalil Herbert. You have guys who are not only the number ones on our team, but guys who are featured number ones, guys whose teams that utilize the running back in a way. Um, you know, this isn't Buffalo situation where you're replacing number one running back, or this isn't necessarily Houston. A lot of people love Damian Pierce, for example. Damian Pierce kind of maxed out this past week for Chicago, 20 carries, 80 yards, scored a touchdown. But Madison could do that in – no problem. Khalil Herbert had 152 yards and two touchdowns. So, like, mm-hmm. the upside some of these guys can provide for you sometimes is going to be game winners. So not only don't think about, you know, getting some guys that you can buy low on, but look for some of the guys that maybe you are you can sell that maybe more upside for other guys. Um, so that's kind of my advice. And try to be patient one more week. You see a lot of coaches with the Vikings earlier. They're still kind of figuring out, you know, when you counter with this, this is what I'm going to counter with. So there's still kind of a lot of game plans unfolding. Just Jefferson's kind of, you just saw Minnesota actually use the second part of the offense where they actually used the running back. They actually used Adam Thielen. We didn't see it the first two weeks. We just kind of got to that point. So don't panic mm-hmm. on these guys because after week four or five, we'll have a better chance of understanding really what the rotation should be moving forward. Absolutely. Definitely great call. Don't make rash decisions before week four or five. That 
feels like something that we should hold true to every year, but it can be very difficult uh, for these three long weeks, especially if you're staring down one and two, oh and three, et cetera. Um, but yeah, got to stay patient. Uh, my extra little piece, and I agree wholeheartedly again with what you just said, um, but is to not make mistakes on the waiver wire. And what I say by that is uh, what I've been seeing throughout really this whole season in my leagues is teams kind of killing themselves really by wasting their waivers wire spots, or especially in leagues with fab, wasting fab on guys like um, uh, the tight end for the Texans, OJ Howard uh, week one, or I bet people are going to be doing it with Jelani Woods this week. Um, You know, we're going to see it with Mac Hollins this week. There's were some other, those are the guys that kind of come to mind immediately but these are guys who, in a normal week, like these are outlier weeks for them. And you can kind of trace that. You know, if, if a guy, uh, you know, comes into a new situation, the starter above them gets hurt, and then all of a sudden their snaps and targets jump, that's great. That's probably sustainable as long as, you know, the situation stays the same versus someone like Mac Hollins. Okay, Hunter Renfro is banged up. We expect to see him back next week. Also, he's been the starter this entire time. It's just that he doesn't get targets when the normal starting crew is out there. I don't think that changes because they're already passing a ton. Uh, The the targets just aren't going to work out for him on a week-to-week basis. He'll have a couple games, but good luck ever predicting them. Um, You know, something with O.J. Howard, he was just kind of in there in the red zone against a team that is doing awful against the tight end position at the moment. Um, and will continue to be off against the tight end position until Darius Leonard gets back. And then since then, he has barely played, not been utilized, whatever. Jelani Woods, those were, you know, two of his first three catches in the NFL. Uh, We might see him more, but as of now, he was really only used in the red zone. And you might see more of that, but quite frankly, against teams with good pass rushes, they're not going to be in the red zone (laughs) very often. So uh, also not a guy that I'd be getting your hopes up on. Uh, and again, those are just examples. There's a ton of, of guys like this who get a touchdown or two, but really the usage isn't there. And you're like, oh, well, maybe since they got those touchdowns, they'll get more playing time next week. And very, very seldom is that actually what ends up happening. More often than not, you've just kind of wasted uh, your, your fab or wasted your waiver spot or dropped a guy who ends up popping off um, after you've dropped them and all of a sudden you you've lost more than you've really gained. Um, so just try to be careful about your waiver wire picks, get guys who are actually, um, you know, in successions in positions for sustained success rather than just kind of having outlier weeks. I love that. Adam. Stop overreacting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> don't overreact in the negative. Also don't overreact in the positive at the end of the day. That's kind of, what we're trying to hammer in. Uh, so, Chris, do you have anything else to kind of carry us off to the sunset for this show? No, just check us out in MD's Fantasy Football Show. I'll be returning to the show Wednesday. We'll be kind of doing our look ahead, and we'll be checking out the early games. And then on Friday, I return to the show as well, and we'll be covering our tickets or try to get you cash tickets, giving you some tips for our DFS tournament and also some tickets and uh, some betting. So hopefully yeah. tune in. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, definitely make sure to check out the other BUFL shows. Um, They are Wednesdays and Sundays, Um, so go check those out. Sunday show, you can kind of get your 
uh, line up right kind of last minute before the game start going, you know, catch up, up up on all the injury news, ask questions. Should I start this guy? Should I start this guy? Uh, really any questions you have. Yeah, definitely. Especially after this show, Adam, I, I thought of us, I think I'm like the jinx. Every guy I've been suggesting you guys pick up on waivers basically is getting hurt. So, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely tune in on Sundays for those adjustments. Yes, absolutely. Uh, also tune in on Wednesday. They'll kind of forecast the week upcoming kind of give you a, a deep dive into every game, kind of project who uh, matchup-wise uh, may do well in a particular game. Um, so definitely check that out on Wednesdays. Um, and, guys, that's all we have for you today. Um, thank you again for tuning in, uh, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.